liquid oxygen was bitter and white, and it steamed and flowed. He knew it, knew it as certainly as he knew his own name. But how? Antonin turned from the ramparts. He walked with long, swift strides, his hand touching the hilt of his sword, as if it could provide some protection against the demons that had invaded his mind. The other officers were right. He was going mad, surely. He had proved it this afternoon at the staff meeting. The meeting had gone very badly, as they all had of late. As always, Antonin had raised his voice against the others, hopelessly, stupidly. He was right. He knew that. Yet he knew also he could not convince them, and that each word further undermined his status, further damaged his career. Jaegerhorn had brought it on once again. Colonel F. A. Jaegerhorn was everything that Antonin was not, dark and handsome, polished and politic, an aristocrat with an aristocrat's control. Jaegerhorn had important connections. Jaegerhorn had influential relatives. Jaegerhorn had the confidence of Vice Admiral Karl Olaf Kronstedt. Commandant of Sveaborg. At the meeting, Jaegerhorn had produced a sheaf of reports. The reports are wrong, Antonin had insisted. The Russians do not outnumber us. They have barely forty guns, sir. Sveaborg mounts ten times that number. Kronstadt seemed shocked by Antonin's tone, his certainty, his insistence. Jaegerhorn simply smiled. Might I ask how you come by this intelligence, Colonel Antonin? He asked. That was the question banked Antonin could never answer. I know, he said. Jaegerhorn rattled the papers in his hand. My own intelligence comes from Lieutenant Click, who is in Helsinki and has direct access to reliable reports of enemy plans, movements, and numbers. He looked to Vice Admiral Kronstedt. I submit, sir, that this information is a good deal more reliable than Colonel Antonin's mysterious certainties. According to Click, the Russians outnumber us already, and General Sultelin will soon be receiving sufficient reinforcements to enable him to launch a major assault. Furthermore, they have a formidable amount of artillery on hand. Certainly more than the forty pieces that Colonel Antonin would have us believe is the extent of their armament. Kronstadt was nodding, agreeing. Even then, Antonin could not be silent. Sir, he insisted, Click's reports must be discounted. The man cannot be trusted. Either he is in the pay of the enemy, or they are deluding him. Kronstadt frowned. That. Is a grave charge, Colonel. He is a fool and a damned Anyela traitor. Jaegerhorn bristled at that, and Kronstadt and a number of junior officers looked plainly aghast. Colonel, the commandant said, it is well known that Colonel Jaegerhorn has relatives in the Anyela League. Your comments are offensive. Our situation here is perilous enough. Without my officers fighting among themselves over petty political differences, 
you will offer an apology at once. Given no choice, Antonin had tendered an awkward apology. Jägerhorn accepted with a patronizing nod. Kronstadt went back to the papers. Very persuasive, he said, and very alarming. It is as I have feared. We have come to a hard place. Plainly his mind was made up. It was futile to argue further. It was at times like this that Banked Antonin most wondered what madness had possessed him. He would go to staff meetings determined to be circumspect and politic, and no sooner would he be seated than a strange arrogance would seize him. He argued long past the point of wisdom. He denied obvious facts, confirmed in written reports from reliable sources. He spoke out of turn and made enemies on every side. No, sir, he said, I beg of you.